Okay, so what do you need? Besides a miracle. Guns. Lots of guns. Neo. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. <laughs> I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And in this episode, we're basking in the awesomeness of Keanu Reeves. He knows Kung Fu. <laughs> he knows Kung Fu. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Brandon, would you give us the synopsis for Keanu Reeves' life, please? Why, certainly. Well, sure I would. I'm Why, Brandon certainly Sharp. I will. <laughs> For the better part of the last 20 years, when you said the name Keanu Reeves, the first thing that came to mind was Neo, the Matrix, Red Pill, Blue Pill, the Savior of Zion, etc., etc. But over the past handful of years, and in large part due to his character John Wick, Keanu Reeves has emerged as an action movie god. Everyone loves Keanu. I mean, John Wick is good, but somehow this role has relaunched his career in a big way. Tonight, bare knuckle, guns blazing, no rules, open format. Let's go. Ooh. Well, first things first, we need to chat about Keanu's filmography. It is extensive. Mm-hmm. It's just ranging. It's a Over wide. 100 movies. It's a wide TV range shows. of movies. Absolutely. He's done I, everything. He's done I, all the genres. I wonder if we kicked this over to Facebook. You know, Zach, I was over on Facebook earlier, and I did see that there was a question there that we could use tonight with some responses. Oh, good. Um, I like so the little theater we're doing right now. <laughs> there is a there is a common thread flowing through the responses, yeah. and I think that might be pretty easy to guess. A lot of people either said The Matrix or John Wick. I and mean, no one said Hardball. Or The Replacements, which is... <laughs> Easily See, but when, best. when Zach and I say hardball, we're joking. When you say the replacements, <laughs> I don't think you are. <laughs> okay, well. Can I say something about hardball? They got him to do hardball after the Matrix. What's he listening to? Same song over and over. What is it? Big Papa and the Tories B.I.G. Well, one of his tapes, he made five of them. That's something I really like about Keanu. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hit on this more later. He kind of just says yes. He's a good, he's a good guy, yeah. He's, he's just, very open. He, just, he doesn't get too big for his britches. I think that's... Oh, yeah. He gives up <laughs> seats on the subway. Yeah. Well. He gives his britches away. Yeah. God bless him. God bless him. I give myself... Sorry. Phil Leger said The Matrix. No, no surprise there. Matthew Chamberlain, The Matrix and John Wick. Um, he also added Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure would be, I guess, his honorable mention choice. Carrie O'Brien said The Matrix, and she has his voice acting for Toy Story 4. Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Okay, James Eller <laughs> says Speed. Open your door! Open the 
there we go. I'm something fresh, with, something. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Speed is more, but again, I think Keanu. I don't want to <laughs> say that his body of work is so incredibly variant because you know it's a lot of action movies but speed is more my kind of action movie and that like it's a tight 90 minute really basic plot bus can't go under 50 miles here we go we're on our adventure that's more what i want to see in an action movie but you know i think with john wick and matrix those are both just really like world building in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and i think that you know there's the audience that appreciates that just you know i think speed is more my flavor so i'd agree with james on that I think there's something about a movie like Speed that I don't want to split hairs here too much, but it's different from an action movie, uh, you know, in specific ways. Like it's there's no punching and shooting, you know, it's not like not a lot of brawling and fighting. It's more of a suspenseful movie to me, like um, a thriller in some ways. I, I don't know if I'm using the right vocabulary here. But something that would keep you on the edge of your seat, like some, someone's chasing you or, you know, in this situation, like something's going to happen to you if you mm-hmm. don't comply. I think uh, there's like a little there's like small differences here uh, for me, at least. I don't know. Yeah, I think suspense and thriller like connotes. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Um, <laughs> if the <laughs> bus doesn't stop, we know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's pretty sure. out in the open. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I heard a funny thing. I was like, there's an old Hollywood producer line, uh, quote that's like, sure, he can act, but can he hold a gun mm-hmm. uh, for like getting a leading man? And yeah. and that's that's Keanu. The man yeah. can hold a gun, but I guess he can also ride on a bus. So that's something. <laughs> I haven't well, seen Speed. I think he rides on a bus. He, he does. does. Yeah. You would. There you, I'd be in, you should watch it. I'd like to hear what you think about it sometime. Joe Frost. Of course, he said Matrix and John Wick, but he also added Dracula, Dangerous Liaisons, and... Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Let's tell the truth and shave the devil, huh? Dracula? <laughs> I love spooky stuff, I, and I love vampires. Yeah. I, I, I'll defend Twilight. I won't defi- defend this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's have limits. I have limits. As far as, yeah, as far as vampire movies go, it's a little stuffy, right? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I've never seen it, but I'm agreeing. Yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Rocky. That, there you go. Um, we have a few more Wicks, a few more Matrix. And you know then what we I'm have, just realizing? Did no one bring up Point Break in the chat? Because I no love that did. movie. Okay. I know. This is where you tell me all about how locals rule and yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing the break and all that, right? <laughs> nope. So the only thing I know about Point Break, Point Break is Point Break would be amazing. <laughs> the Disney movie, <laughs> yes, please. Keanu, come on. <laughs> Where's the rollerblader? The only thing. I know about Point Blank is Point Break. Point, point Break. <laughs> third, third time's a charm. The only thing yeah. I know about Point Break is it's what Tony Stark calls uh, Thor in uh, the Avengers. Yes, it's because uh, of the long blonde hair, right? I well, that's Swayze, Swayze in the movie. Yeah, it's like ha- have you ever seen Fast and the Furious? It's the same movie in the water. Have I seen Fast there, and the yeah. Furious? Yes, not uh, the collective a, you, Brandon. Not, not, not ringing a bell. Mm. <laughs> also, you know, I didn't realize Point Break was a Catherine Bigelow movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Until I was prepping for this episode, I'm like, "Excuse me, the Zero Dark Thirty person? 
Um, yeah, um, I like that movie. I, I watched it. It's like a very fun 90s action movie. Again, like more the basic plot, which is more what I tend to want in in my action films. And I guess that I wouldn't I don't know that I'd call The Matrix an action movie, although I guess it is. It's more like a sci fi. And, and it's funny because John Wick is also like very basic storyline. But for some reason, it just doesn't resonate with me quite as much and, I, and i'm not sure why because i think that they're good movies it's just more when i watch like speed or point break i'm more like this is what i want to watch hmm. i'm just trying to square how the woman who does like the super intense iraq movie yeah, detroit <laughs> ptsd in detroit yeah, yeah. it's like also bank robbing surfers hey we all gotta start somewhere that's true, true. i gotta start somewhere Well, based on the comments on Facebook, I think there's two movies we need to be talking about right now. Hardball. Excuse me, Zach. At <laughs> some point, obviously. at some point, we're going to have to take this seriously. Okay. okay? Sorry. Yes. Keanu Reeves okay. is a very serious actor. <laughs> and, All right. And his, his two big movies. Franchises. Two big franchises are the Matrix and John Wick. Which, I mean, you all know the story about The Matrix, right? That Keanu got it because Will Smith turned it down because he didn't understand it. And Will Smith has like a YouTube video where he's like, this is a big mistake. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, man. Yes, it is. (laughs) It was The Matrix. It's a big movie. But, you know, sorry not to take this away from you too much, Brandon, but thinking when I was watching The The Matrix, (laughs) I had a moment where I was like, Keanu in this movie is so like I don't want to I don't want to say anything that's going to sound like I'm saying he's bad but he's just like so like like just straight laced in the movie and he's so kind of like plain in a way where I'm almost like I don't know if like super charismatic Will Smith were in this movie yeah it would would be like too distracting for me like you kind of need like a good old plain face like Keanu and he does that well like there's not Mm -hmm. there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with doing that he's carved out a nice little niche of doing that I think Neo is both mankind and Jesus he is both, right? He's right. the board office drone, and he's like a zen-like messiah, right? right. So he, he, you need someone to do both. Will Smith is too much of something right. to be nothing and everything, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what Keanu can do. Mm-hmm. I think there were two roles that were tailor-made, written for Keanu Reeves, and I really feel yeah. like Neo yeah. is is one of those. Yeah, I mean, you, I will say, like. I know he gets dunked on or he did get dunked on for a while because like his acting people were like, it's like so, so, but, but I will say like, it does take a bit of a champ to deliver the line deja vu like he does in the matrix yeah, (laughs) in a way that works. I don't remember de- Deja Vu. When it's, it's when he sees oh, the, yeah, de- yeah. With the cat. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh-huh. Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Like, what? <laughs> and I love that scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, when it's they, a great scene. When they change That's a great something. scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, very tense. In very the tense. amount of things that, like in, in The Matrix, you know, we're discovering this world, there's a whole new set of rules. So something, mm-hmm. you know, there's a handful of times where like insignificant things are like big things. You know, and that, like a black cat, and that's one of them. Oh, deja vu, mm-hmm. and everyone turns around. Like, what'd you say? Yeah. Do you think Matrix, when it comes to the characters, that it's more about like 
the look and the and the silhouette because the world is so like when people talk about neo i don't hear them talking about like his character traits it's more like he's got the cool sunglasses and the duster and and stuff like that uh you know what i mean because i think it's so world building in a lot of ways that like i was saying the characters don't need to be like super rich but i think because the look is so iconic with that character Mm -hmm. that you know I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Someone no, explain me to me. I think <laughs> I think you're onto something there. And I love the way that the operators dress when they're in the matrix. It's a very cool mm-hmm. look. And it was something that I, you know, looked forward to as kind of the, the franchise went on. I was always curious, like how, you know, what, what's going to be the new outfit and whatever, but sounds kind of like an ultra nerdy thing to be looking forward to. But, um, I like the stylized, um, snazzy clothes that, mm-hmm. um, all of the operators would wear in the matrix. I think it was it was unique. It was something that it was unique to the matrix at that time. Do you think that kind of in our, in our, cause I think Brandon, I think you were probably on the matrix hype. I know Mitch and I are a little bit younger. Yeah. So we, you know, we were like kindergarten. I don't know if we were able to fully like buy in like on the initial viewing, but today I was, I was trying to think about like, what has come close to the matrix? You know what I mean? Like what that I've seen in my Mm -hmm. lifetime, people just kind of like nerd out over and something where like, it's a lot of the world building is there. The plot is there and the story and the characters are kind of whatever. I'd be curious to see what you think. The only pushback that one, the story not being there. That's not what I mean. It's an incredible plot. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good story. It's what And there are memorable characters like Morpheus is memorable, right? You know, Uh it's, it's maybe just, there's a vacuousness to Neo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As written into the character, but I want to hear where you're going. Well, I was going to say maybe story wasn't the best way to say it. Whereas I think the most interesting thing about that is, is you want to spend time in that world Mm -hmm. and like learning more stuff. It's more you, you, it's one of the, the first one is one of those movies where you care about the philosophy that's going on. And Mm -hmm. what I mean, and when I say story, I mean like the plot isn't as like, you know, they go a B C D. It's more like a bunch of stuff happening and not like your traditional. Here's a movie. The only thing I could really compare it to was when Inception came out, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think that plot is pretty like it can be a little hard to follow, but it's all about like the dream world and the whatever. And you don't really care that, you know, some of the characters are a little more one note. It's more like the visuals are so impressive and like the way that that you want to spend time in that world is so impressive. And but even then, I was like, it doesn't come close to the matrix. The cultural impact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because things were copying. Yeah. The look and aesthetic and the choreography and blocking of the Matrix, they yeah. still are copying that movie, still, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it it casts a long shadow. It's yeah. it's hard to find things that are yeah. comparable for me. Mm-hmm. When the Matrix came out, I feel like I was right in that limbo of when I wasn't quite able to see rated R movies yet. And it was, mm. you know, kind of like, a, but I was very much aware. And by, you know, by the sequels, I caught up. I was, you know, I, I saw both of those, I think, at a drive in, actually. Um, nice. But I, yeah, the drive in theater, it was an experience. Keep them alive, folks. They're great. I will say when the Matrix came out, I would put it on the same playing field as the Lord of the Rings. Like when they came out, they hit equally as hard, equally as hard. Mm. Now where the Lord of the Rings is different is it has pre-existing. It has no, well, it had, 
it has lasted. It has stood the test of time at this point. It is still one of my favorite franchises. Um, the Matrix fizzled. Like I feel like they they mm-hmm. parked the first one. I think that I don't think I'm, you know, this isn't a hot take here. They parked no, the first no. one and the second, third fizzled out. Uh, uh you know, yeah. the Lord of the Rings is nailed all three solid three great movies Mm -hmm. so it has kind of transcended that um maybe like five year period where someone you know people are talking about a movie maybe it's less than that maybe it's more than that but you know lord of the rings has stayed in the zeitgeist the matrix has not in my opinion um not ever you know i don't hear a lot of people talking about the matrix anymore so i think it's so much tied to what we've said the themes right and the concerns of the matrix right are very pre-millennium right like i mean like don't get me wrong you can dissect the philosophy of like dualism and you know buddhism and, Mm -hmm. and all sorts of faiths and stuff like that right it's there but I mean, just like the idea of like um, technology's effect on our senses from an epistemology kind of standpoint, not as big a concern now. Like there's other tech concerns like Black Mirror is, is doing all that kind of stuff. Right. So <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, we've kind of like just left that behind. I feel yeah. like for me, though, one of the things that ended up ruining the movies was they put the pedal down on the religious undertones. They became religious overtones and they <laughs> hung like dark clouds over these movies. And I was like, well, now everything has to mean something. Everyone, everyone has to be um, a character from the Bible. Morpheus is John the Baptist and Neo is Jesus. And like just everything had to mean something. Um, well, well, yeah, that's but that's what happens. Well, I think Christians do that. Maybe, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, I felt like by the end, the movie creators were playing into that. At least that's how it felt to me. It felt very ham-handed there at the end. I, I don't think that it was the intent. Probably, okay. I mean, there. I think, or at least. I feel like they were equal opportunity. Like there are so many faiths like, you know, represented in these films, like ideas of non-attachment, um, you know, you know, the ideas of, of just like what is real and what isn't like, there's a lot of other faith traditions being represented. I think that maybe we're just, you know, Western Christians and that's yeah. not our natural tuning. So we're probably not picking them up as readily as like, trinity oh okay got it you know i think for me though it all kind of all culminates in the the third installment and neo is basically placed on a cross of yeah uh, robotic arms or something yeah it was it was very um crucifix looking so uh, that was the big like good heavens for me well i mean that that is what happens though isn't it because you know you you make a movie and it's universally like loved and is like changing the way that they make cinema and the studio writes you a blank check to you know go make your next two movies because yeah. you know if you know mm-hmm. matrix the next two were made like back to back and they came out i think in the same year or maybe like well, a did. year apart yeah, yeah. spring yeah. and so, fall so kind of there was no i feel like if they would have been able to put out the second one is revolutions right if they would have been able to put out revolutions there's some good stuff in that movie reloaded like, the oh, revolutions yeah. maybe reloaded that's what it is yeah yeah i said revelations <laughs> yeah i feel like um there's um if they would have had like it works it works i feel like with with reloaded if there had been time to kind of go like 
whoa, like, okay, here's some stuff that worked. Here's some stuff that didn't. Let's kind of pump the brakes because yeah. they go all in in the, in the last one. My big thing and with I, Reloaded, yeah. not, not to cut you off, Zach, but there are far too many fight scenes with Neo. They, there was, And it's weird, too, because the first movie ends with him, like, as God, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like putting his body into someone else's body and like warping reality. And I'm like, why is he doing fist fights? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So that rage against the machine can play at the end of the movie. <laughs> I get it. I mean, it's cool looking and I like the, I love the choreography. Some, yeah. like, you yeah. want to talk like best fights? Oh yeah. They're in, re- sure. they're in reloaded folks. Absolutely. The, on top of the truck. The bridge. Okay, yeah. So Smith, the, the uh, Morpheus fight. Trinity stuff is my favorite part of reloaded. Sure. And it was like, because they can lose the Neo stuff got pretty boring. It got super monotonous. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking to myself, I could have used one of these just to maybe yeah. see, his potential. I think we could have yeah. used some of that. Um, I liked the fight scene with the Merovingian and his, like the swords. And uh, I thought though, after the fight with 400 Smiths, it was, it just felt like too much at that point. I think it's really cool. It could be a minute. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and yeah. then I'm done. And then I'm done. Right? This yeah. goes back to Mitch's theory. Every movie should be 90 minutes. Yeah. Well, cause you know, it's not like about stakes that fight, right? Like, you know, Neo's not going to die right. because of agent Smith in the second movie. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, do some really cool stuff and let them fly away. Yeah. <laughs> So let's take, you know, kind of what we've talked about here and compare it to a movie like John Wick. I think in some ways, you know, we kind of had our conversation about uh, Born Identity and how it maybe relaunched a tired genre in some ways. You know, that was a little while ago. We talked about that. But um, Mm. for me, there is there's some similar things happening here with a movie like with a movie like John Wick. It was well, I I want to get into it, too. Absolutely. I I don't want to drag out my intro too much, but let me just say it was and so it it just really felt like this was like a new um, a new type of of action movie shooter movie. Uh, That's exactly what I was going to say. It felt like a seismic shift. Like we've had the born effect of shaky cam quick cut action for Uh a long time. And a lot of people have been talking on the internet about it. And John Wick is so loved. It really does feel like it's going to have this huge impact on action movies going forward. I think, I think it already clean, has. Yeah. yeah like, clean choreography. You see it. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think with John Wick, I remember when it was announced, Mitch and I were making fun of it. Like before oh, yeah. it came out. It like, felt we like making, it deserved a little ribbing when the trailers well, were coming you, out. You talk about a movie with no plot. It's like <laughs> yeah. man kills dog. Victim right. kills everyone. Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, because because when it was coming out, like also like Mitch and I, I think we took issue with the name of the movie. We're like John Wick. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Really. And then we were also like Keanu. Really? Because I think now, like we, that's a great, I think it is important that we point. remember there was a period of time where Keanu was like a bit of a joke yep. when you talked about right movies. then, oh, right yeah. before like, that, and, and yeah, it's like yeah. And people want to say I that like the Lake House, yeah, people, <laughs> and people want to say like I've always loved like Keanu, and I'm like you, Mm-mm. no, you didn't, like Mm-mm. no, you didn't, <laughs> yeah. I think like it might be true for what's the gen right before millennials. That generation, yeah. like people in the eighties and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I think sometimes they might have a little bit more of genuine love. Sure. Just like this love 
and and there's like a modern thing going on with the Keanu Sants. Is that what we're calling it? The, yeah, love um, that. That's it's it's like um a little bit ironic though, yeah. and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Not so for people in the '80s. I think people in the '80s saw Point Break and saw Speed and genuinely loved Keanu. Heck yeah, this and, is a great film. Yeah. Yeah, and everything you saw, you said earlier, Brandon, about like it's his successes once in a while that buoy you into the next success. Yeah, right. It's like those are spread out, right? Then you got the Matrix. Now we have John Wick. Yeah, there's enough to like give you hope. Because I, I really feel like the Matrix happened, and by the end of it, I, I don't really feel like it did anything for Keanu's career. Nothing even close to what John Wick has done. You know. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's a completely valid point. Yeah, yeah. I just think by by the end of the trilogy, we were kind of like the third one felt phoned in to me. And I will say even by the, like the movie was coming out and no one was talking about it. You know, it was not yeah. it had it was just not like the first one when the first one came out. Um, so there was like a big old dry stretch. For I think it kept him working for yes, the next yes, yes, yes. 10 years, you know, because okay. it was a huge franchise. But I think Brandon saying it didn't launch him into no, the I stardom. Get, I, I yeah, get, yeah. Right. Uh, well, yeah. and this John Wick thing, I think it's not just the John Wick thing. It's the John Wick thing. It's the cyberpunk thing. It's the Stephen Colbert thing. Right. He just had so many cultural moments so quickly yeah. in succession that people really glommed onto. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just catapulted him to a new audience of young viewers. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not like in that gaming Twitch world the way that like the generation after is. So mm-hmm. I don't care about Cyberpunk, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people did. Yeah. And they were freaking out, you yeah. know. So he's he's just really rapidly been able to expand his viewer base yeah mitch i'm really astronomically i am really interested to hear your thoughts on john wick because i'll i'll put not to be the wet blanket with every Uh popular movie we talk about i i see the craft in john wick i see that it's well made i can respect it Mm -hmm. it just ultimately like for me it's a little there's a little too much of like torture and it's a little too violent for me personally it's not really something that i want to watch but i can understand its appeal and i get why people love it just for me it's it's a bit much it's not really you know my my cup of tea Mm -hmm. so mitch i'm i'm really i know i had kind of like talked with brandon a little bit about about it and you didn't weigh in as much so i'm I'm curious to hear how you feel about it i mean yeah i want to like preface it the same way you did like i have so much love and respect for it i think it's incredibly directed yeah um you know just it's masterfully choreographed um the the cinematography is amazing the lighting is amazing the color grading is amazing like, there's so much to love about it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, though, actually. I'm kind of in the same camp. Like, I was struggling to make myself to watch John Wick for this episode. Yeah. And it's not that I think it's a bad movie. I think it's an amazing movie. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, sure. it's 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 like when I, I try to get someone to watch something I really like and know is good. And they're just like, yeah, but it's not my thing. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. my thing. Yeah. You know? I think there's something that people really connect with with John Wick. And I think it's interesting mm-hmm. because we've seen revenge stories before. We've also oh, yeah. we've also seen assassin movies before, you know, in like a, a movie like Wanted or um, even Take like a, a game like Assassin's Creed where there's like this brotherhood of assassins. We've seen 
things like this before. Uh, I think there was John Wick was special uh, in a couple ways. Who doesn't love dogs? I mean, his main motivation here is is this sweet little puppy. You know, and I will say I'm not a, I'm not a pet per- I will say I'm not a pet person. And when I was watching it this time, it's, I audibly said out loud, "That is a cute dog." And so, yeah, but like in John Wick two and in John Wick three, are we thinking about the dog? Okay, come on. I'm specifically <laughs> talking on. about John John Wick, Wick one, John yeah. Wick one, right, and I'm thinking okay, about okay. that daggone dog. I absolutely am. And there's there's something just extra brutal about a person who who could do that to a puppy. There's something, there's something, there's just a brutality there that makes his vengeance so sweet. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. How many hundreds of people does he kill? He kills a lot of people. He kills a lot of people. (laughs) Hundreds. But like. Hundreds. Can I say though? But how do we, how do we like, how do we take that in? Like we watch that whole, we watch the whole thing and we, and we swallow all of it. How do we do that? I couldn't. I couldn't like I had to keep like taking breaks and like get frosties and shamrock shakes to lift my spirits because it was I was so sad watching uh, well, a little bit uh, Zach. I mean I, I keep lingering on the way it's shot yeah, but, yeah. like with a Jason Bourne when when there are quick cuts there's something to it's the, the imagination yeah. yes. right you don't see things yes. right. with this it's so masterful because right. you see it all right, right? now now i will say that makes me sick to my stomach though is what i was gonna say no, it's no, like sorry, yeah. i've seen him brutally murder hundreds of people right <laughs> like it's it's tough but they're bad people not but so i think the it's i'm i'm joking yeah i will say though like something that i actually upon this rewatch i think it's easy to say like keanu reeves is good when he doesn't have to talk but I watched that as not a joke for the first time with this movie because I was like, when he like is not speaking, he's doing a lot. Like mm-hmm. in in the John Wick movies, like the whole opening before he even starts killing people, like he he's really giving a lot with this performance. So I, it made me see his acting in a bit of a new light. Of this man mm-hmm. can sell nonverbal dialogue, yeah. which is honestly like there's a lot of actors who can. I would compare him to a Nicolas Cage in some ways where like when he delivers dialogue, it feels like sometimes he he knows the operatives and he knows how to give it, but yeah. he doesn't know how to be a human being. I am an <laughs> right? FBI agent. <laughs> like, what happened? Uh, but I, know I, I think Fu. he's a good actor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He just doesn't always come across as particularly human. Yeah. Well, I remember when they were saying that they were going to, that Marvel was going to do a Moon Knight series and everyone was like, Keanu. And I was like, Moon Knight is like a tortured guy who believes that the ancient agenda Egyptian gods are talking to him. I don't know if Keanu's our dude. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity actually to kind of talk about the uh, immortalization of Keanu Reeves yeah. because that's a that's a good mm. point. Something we weren't hearing after the Matrix series right. was like 
his name popping up for like these new things coming out. We weren't hearing that. Yeah. We weren't Keanu for Batman. We, we, yeah, no. I've, I've heard Wolverine. I've heard so many things. Um, we were, we weren't seeing Keanu Reeves memes. Now I know memes weren't really a thing back then, but, right. but we had all the Chuck Norris, you know, nonsense. Are you guys familiar with any of those? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm seeing now a lot of similar things happen to, Keanu Reeves, kind of like yeah. this immortalization. Um, his memes will just, they're linked to so many different things that have happened. Um, when Avengers came out, there was like a Thanos, uh, John Wick meme that was, that I chuckled at. I mean, yeah. Um, so I'd like to talk about really where Keanu has like ended up <laughs> and kind of moving forward. Um, cameos there's just there's so much stuff now you guys have any thoughts on that yeah well it's a critical mass it's like i said like i think john wick is a huge part of it but i don't want to attribute all of it to that you Mm -hmm. know i think it was just it was the overflow it was like that um i just felt like there were a lot of things happening at once that kept compounding does that make sense yeah like john wick was definitely you know the spark but it just it was a tinder and now it's just insane and I mean, I think the other thing too is like Keanu just seems like the sweetest guy. Yes. And it's yeah. so hard not to just love like every interview, every video that he's in, you hear about like how he uses his money. Like he's mm-hmm. just the sweetest person ever. So like for as much as maybe like a movie like John Wick, I don't like it. I still am like it it's kind of like hard to say anything bad about it because, you know, Keanu is like such a sweet guy. He's like it's it feels like at this point, like bad to maybe like kind of chuckle at some of his like subpar acting or whatever because i'm like but he's but he's so nice i did read something interesting that was like talking about celebrity um a few decades ago versus now yeah whereas like celebrity uh image was more curated yeah uh, mm-hmm. by you know pr professionals uh prior to the last couple decades and now your identity this like um like, you know, like a lot of cele- celebrities are like, I have to be politically engaged yeah. and I have to do this and I have to do that. Like who I am in my private life is a product for the public in a yeah. way. And some of that's really, really harmful and crazy par- parasocial relationships with fan bases. But it does create like a, a mythos around like uh, a Keanu Reeves. People right? who don't, like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I genuinely know so much. I, I know he's an Enneagram Nine. I know he Woo! like plays the bass. He reads Proust. He has a motorcycle company. I know a ton about this man, right? And it's, I think that is what's interesting. It's, it's like the the cult of the celebrity, or you know right. what you know about them that right. makes you more drawn to them. Right, and I, and I think in maybe moving away from this like a little bit because I know he's in like Toy Story Four and things like that, and you know you kind of mentioned the lake house and things. But I think when it comes to action movies, I actually, I want to ask both of you this, not so much like in their life off the camera, but just strictly movie speaking. Do you think that Keanu Reeves is the modern day Clint Eastwood? Because you think about Clint Eastwood and all his Westerns were like him not talking, him looking intimidating, him being able to walk in and shoot everybody and like just walk away like nothing happened. And watching John Wick and a little bit The Matrix, I'm like... That's Keanu. Like he's doing, because again, he's delivering so much with just like his demeanor and his presence. And I was like, yeah, I think he's the modern day Clint Eastwood. No, I think Clint Eastwood is more of a quiet authority and menace. Okay. Like I, I think again, like I, I used the word vacuous before. Like early career Keanu, 
I almost think a little bit more Seagal in some ways, but, but oh overall, overall, he's more of a, he's a Miyagi. He's a Zen master, right? Sure, like sure. more than like, you know, so, so I don't know. I think he's had a couple different phases in his career, so it's hard to paint him as one thing, but mm-hmm. I really feel like now that I'm thinking about it, I attribute a lot of this to the John Wick performance. So like, you know, a cameo in a movie like Always Be My Maybe. And we see um, Keanu walk out and he's got the same hair. He's got the scruff. And I'm like, there's that crazy SOB from John Wick. Like, that's what I think when I've seen him in any stuff. He still wears his hair the same way. He's still got the scruff. Like, that's how he's kind of chosen to look kind of like moving forward. I'm, you know, before I was used to the, the short hair, the clean shaven Neo and this, this John wick thing has happened. Like, I really feel like I spent most of John wick the first time through, and maybe it was just like shock. Maybe it was just like shock. And, and maybe that's how I was able to go through that whole movie, which is like, Oh my gosh, you know? And I feel like moving forward with, with Keanu, it's just like uh, no sudden movements that, you know, this man's crazy. You know, that's, that's how I feel like when I, when I see him. Yeah. I think I agree with what you're saying. I think I kind of said this before. It, it makes me a little bit sad because earlier career Keanu, like something that characterizes him is again, I think he just like threw himself into every and any performance. He was never above a role. Right. It, and now because of the, just like, insane reaction to john wick uh everything he does feels tinged with like winking at the camera mm-hmm. yeah uh, like him showing up for always be my maybe all these cameos the spongebob movie it's just like exactly what you said right it's like oh it's the guy from john wick yeah wink you know and that just makes me a little bit sad and you know i will say to me and you you can disagree with me this is just my opinion it doesn't ever feel like Keanu is a hundred percent in on the joke when he's in those cameos. Like it always seems like there's some level of like, does he know that like we're poking I think he's fun in on him? the like, joke? It seems like most of the time he's in, in on the joke. For me, there's always like a little like five percent like. I think he's just good at acting like does he doesn't he really? know he's in on it. I, yeah, sure, he could be. Well, he kind of has monetized his earnestness in, in some ways too, right? Like he's very. Um, I don't know, like teen sitcom. I mean, the unkind me. way to put it is he's a, like a bit of an airhead. He's he's a, he's a little yeah. he's a little thick. Like he's just Bill and Ted. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. Does he's, I know he, I'm wearing a Bill and Ted shirt. <laughs> I don't like when Keanu does comedy. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, I mean, even in the Matrix, he's a bit thick. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of yeah. you know. What's he like? <laughs> just his talk, he just has always talked kind of like a surfer dude you know i don't yeah, know I, yeah. I know i'm really using some that's why he was able to infiltrate those guys in point break. some vague terms here but i feel mm-hmm. like he has cultivated that just you're calling it earnestness mitch i i'm you know i don't know there's a there's a kind word for it i i call it earnestness because he's done other things sure. like he's done a lot of romance movies right where like it's a different shade of mm. what he's more well known for. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's his most successful work. It's more airheadedness. Does anyone have any other hot takes? Um, I feel like we are kind of coming to the end of our time here. And I don't want to leave anything out. 
Here's here's what I'll say about Keanu. I heard he said at one point, I'm Mickey Mouse. They don't know who's inside the suit, which I think is 100% true. I think he play acts at being readable and transparent and airheaded. Um, hmm. But I, I, I think he actually, I'm not saying like he's malicious in any way or like, but I, I do think that's all curated, right? I think he um, is an introverted, um, speculative person who um, is is giving us what we want. So, um, and and I don't mean again. I don't mean that. And like I'm cashing in on it. Way like I said, he's a peacemaker, right? Like I think he genuinely just um, wants everyone to get along and wants everyone to be happy. And I think he's he's just he's offering up what he can to to do that. So I don't know. I, there's I think society sort of needs a Keanu Reeves, someone to um, is less interested maybe in his own career and success than um, making his audiences happy um, mm. and giving them what they want. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, res- I respect it. I respect what he's about. I think he's a cool dude. Yeah. And, and I'll say there's a part of me that, you know, I agree with everything Mitch just said, and I wish I could love Keanu like all of you do. The thing is, is just his movies don't really speak to me personally. Like I said, I, you know, I, I think speed is good. I, I enjoy point break. But again, like, you know, The Matrix is not my cup of tea. John Wick is not my cup of tea. And most of the movies that he's in are not my my cup of tea. So it's a little hard for me to fully engage with an actor when I'm not a big fan of, you know, a lot of the products that they turn out. But that being said, I think Keanu is like such a good dude and such a good person and like someone who I think, you know, I'd like to hear from. And I'm always happy when I see that, you know, they're getting work and that they're doing things just over overall his because his body of work doesn't speak to me personally. And and I think like I realized that like upon this this rewatch, because, you know, I've always kind of been like, oh, Keanu, <laughs> I don't get it. And it's just more so like I, I understand the appeal. It's just I don't you know, love all of his movies the same way that other people do. And that's fine. That's okay. You know, it's different tastes that make the world go round. Just, you know, for me, I, I definitely appreciate who he is and maybe how he does what he does more than I actually, um, enjoy, um, a lot of the content that he puts out. Hmm. Yeah. I think for me, Keanu Reeves represents entertainment. And I feel like there are different things that different people want from their entertainment. I don't want to um, belittle you, Zach, at all or anything. I just I, I feel like from like your movie watching is is very uh, it's, you approach it from a, a like a stimulating intellectual, you know, your favorite movie is Ghost Story and then The Lighthouse and like these are thinking movies, you know, and I, I'm sure you love a nice action movie. Let it wash over you as much as the next person. But I think there are some people like myself who would take something like that and and kind of create a new art form like the way I love just movies that I don't have to think at all in, you know, there's some, there's an art form to the way some people love those, you know? And I I don't want to, I realize I'm, I'm probably alienating people here and I don't want to do that, but I think some people just, that's right. That some people connect more um, with just like straight entertainment, something that maybe like just blows your mind a little bit in a different way. 
you know mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know quite what i'm i'm, I'm circling here but right. i i realize that i i also could be offending people <laughs> which no, I, I do i, I do want to push i do want to push back sure, just please. a little bit though because i do think that the matrix is you know incredibly thought-provoking yes and intellectual and yes. it does have that effect and and again like you know while i you know definitely appreciate the craft again it's just not my it isn't my cup of tea mm-hmm. and it's not because it's not intellectual and it's not because it's not. And I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not offended, but like, I'm not like, Oh, this matrix movie's not smart enough for me. It's yeah. just, I, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Um, it's, it just isn't my, my favorite, but you know, again, like you were saying, Brandon, I do think, there is an extent where if you are a big action movie person, I think there is a Keanu for everyone in that, in that vein. Yeah. I like to leave some room for like, if we're at an ice cream shop, sometimes I just, I like vanilla and you like chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is what it is. Sometimes there's just a difference in sensibilities. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. And what you're drawn to. Don't jump down my throat. I I definitely (laughs) need to tighten the belt a little bit. And I realize that I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of spearheading this exclusive idea. I don't know. There's, there's something about the spectacle of a movie Mm -hmm. like John Wick that appeals to me. Um, Mm. and you know, I, and I would even, I would, um, differentiate that from uh, the matrix because i would agree it's very thought-provoking um it has it is is a much more of a full package than than a john wick but yeah i don't know i love them both and i know kung fu Thank you very much for joining us on our episode where we discussed the mighty Keanu Reeves. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We kind of tried something new. We don't talk about just specifically actors all that much, but every now and then it tends to be a pretty fun conversation. So we hope that you enjoyed it. We're sure that there's a few things that you probably wanted us to bring up or a few things that maybe you want to talk about. And if that's the case, find us at The Real Boys Podcast on Facebook or Instagram and let us know what you're thinking. Also, as we alluded to in the beginning of the episode, we do try to run some of these episode questions by you to see what you have to say. If you'd like to join the conversation, then check in with us about The Real Lounge. It's our private Facebook group, and if you want to join, we'd love to have you. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're feeling up to it, please, we would love if you would give us a rating and a review. It really does help us out. Well, we will be back soon, but until then, stay classy, stay cool, and keep it really. Thank you.